Lauren Brown is going to come up here in just a minute and join me. And I thought it might be interesting for the two of us. Lauren is the CEO of the Catholic Foundation. And as we know, the Catholic Foundation helps us share, share our faith, share our love, share with the poor, share with those who don't know our Lord. And it's not just through money, brothers. It's not really about money. It's about our hearts. This is a man that you know, works every day with us and our families and helps us become givers from the heart. And so our conversation is going to be just about that, givers from the heart. The Catholic Foundation has been around for a long time now, and the, the dollars that we as faithful Catholics give to the foundation, they simply hold it temporarily, sometimes not very long at all, and they give it from us to those in need. It comes back out to parishes. It comes back out to schools. It comes back out to ministries that serve the poor, ministries that serve the young. I'm just so excited about giving hearts. We're coming to know the sacred heart of Jesus It's a heart that gives. It's a heart that beats with love. It's a heart that wants us to then share that love. And so as we go into this conversation, let's begin as we get ready for Mass. We're going to first have a conversation, Lauren and I, for about 15 minutes or so. And then we're going to ask Father Wilson to come up. And Father Wilson is going to kind of give us a charge. He's going to take all that we've heard today. And he's going to take those images that are in your gift bags of our Lord, that heart that's exposed in that image. And he's going to ask the Lord to transform our hearts, that our hearts would become just like Jesus's. Our hearts buried deep in his heart to give his heart to others. Lauren, we ready? Come on up. Greet Lauren Brown. You sit here. How you doing, brother? Hey, Matt. You're doing a great job, as usual. You having a good day? Guys, this has been a great day, meeting so many of you at the booth, and year after year, and this year, seeing your faces. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are good-looking guys out there. We like seeing your faces. Good-looking men. And Matt, you've done a great job. Thank you. Hear it from Matt, because he's done a great job with Paul this year. It's, it's all of us that are called to do a great job, the greatness of, of giving our hearts, giving Christ's heart away. So let's start talking about that. When we met earlier to kind of think about this conversation, I loved, you came up with kind of three hearts. Yeah. Three hearts. Yeah. Tell the guys about the hearts that get changed as we let Christ's heart into our hearts. Thank you. I, I think I'll start with uh, Sister Miriam talked about this void in your heart and, you know, giving from the heart. And those three hearts I was talking about, um, we were talking actually about people giving, and I was saying, well, there's three ways that happens. There's three impact ways that that happens. One is directly to um, the recipient. It could be someone, the poor, the aged. It could be someone needing uh, assistance. It could be uh, 
Catholic education, tuition assistance, all kinds of different we, ways. Everybody of hearing Lauren? Yes? Can you hear me okay? Okay, good. So there's that direct impact that giving has. So you're giving once that way and touching that heart, maybe a void or a pain or a need. A second way we see it is that person then touches many hearts. They see that person's joy. They see them uh, realizing something they need. Or maybe they just um, just the, you witness them. And so that touching of the heart takes place. And so that's that, that ripple effect, if yeah. you will, of the body of Christ just rippling out, touching other hearts. And then the third way is your heart. Um, and that's where she was saying sometimes there's a void there, and sometimes even giving from the heart fills that void. So I see giving that way, uh, giving from the heart, really touching many souls, many lives that way. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. We, as we give, we're, we touch our hearts. We touch that other person's heart. We give them Christ's heart from our heart, and then they start to give Christ's heart to others. Just what, what Curtis was saying, it's... It's, it's when we share Christ's love, we change the world. He did the math for us, which I thought was, was very powerful. Yeah. So we, we talked the other day about stewardship. And I, I want to really think about that, not just in financial terms. That's part of it. But, Lauren, you know, you see, you see stewards all over the diocese, right. guys here, donors men and women involved in, in ministry, in life-giving ministry, you see them being stewards of God's heart, of Christ's heart. Talk about, you know, how can we understand stewardship? Well, thank you. It's that you've heard this formula before, stewardship and time, talent, and treasure. I know at my parish at St. Edward in Granville, Monsignor um, Anke has recently implemented a stewardship Program And it's those same elements of time, talent, and treasure. And guys, I'm telling you, there's, we do see it every day. I can tell you with your time, there's so much that you could lend with in the parishes and the schools and the ministries. Um, I just ran into the kind way. We're talking kind way today. Your time with visiting those in prison, for example, with your time. The, the talent, everybody in this room has a talent that as part of your stewardship, as part of giving from the heart, you could do. And sometimes you feel like, I don't have that talent. I don't have that expertise to be on a board or um, you know, some kind of committee, but you do. And if it's not that way, there's certainly something that needs fixed in that building or someone needs to arrange a connection for some procurement of something or whatever. There's, you have the talents. I encourage you to do something with that because we see it so much in our work. You're right. We're just always talking about, oh, you want a contribution. And it's not. I mean, it's part of it. So I really ask you to, to look around the diocese, ask your pastor, call us. What, what are the opportunities out there for you to share your time and your talent? And in your treasure, yes, that's, that's our obligation as Catholics to support the parishes, support our diocese, the ministries. Um, you know, our parishes, they, they take money to run. Our, sc- our schools take money to run. I think over the years in our Catholic faith, we've been somewhat, you know, 
condition to only put a few bucks in or maybe not uh, realize the amount of money it takes to keep our infrastructure, our programs, our schools up. So even if you're just asking yourself, can I just go a little bit more, you know, just percentage more or something, um, those three elements together, we see it a lot. And it's not just the money, guys. We need your help in our Catholic faith and all of our different ministries. There's a, a new ministry in our diocese, guys, a new ministry called Realize Your Calling. Uh, Dan Lorenz has felt the calling to develop that ministry, an entrepreneur, um, a, a guy that has a big vision for how can we all learn more about our own spiritual gifts, our spiritual talents, and how can we give them back to the church? Again, as part of Christ's heart, how do we give our, the gifts he's given us, how do we use them, develop them, and give them back to the service of our Lord and the service of his church? His church wants to love others in need, the poor, the vulnerable, the aged, the ignorant, all the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. So check out the Realize Your Calling table um, today before you leave and learn more about how that ministry is an example of one. The Catholic Foundation's involved with them. We've gotten Catholic men's ministry involved with them because they're right in the heart of Christ's heart. Realize your calling. Your calling is to become love. Our calling is to become love. And how, do we, how does that love look? What form does it take? Well, it takes the form of our gifts, our spiritual gifts, our very practical gifts. So let's learn as men how to offer our, receive Christ into our heart and offer that heart to the church and to others in need. I want to move a little bit to the financial piece because I think sometimes we're scared to touch it because we think somehow somebody's trying to take something from us. I think if we all acknowledge it, our money, our time, and our talents are all God's anyway. We are simply stewards. Talk a little bit, Lauren, about the opportunity we have as men to not only give during our lifetime, but after our life and this life is over, and hopefully we're in heaven, that the gifts God gave us during our lifetime can be structured in a way to continue to bless the church. So I want to just, I want Lauren to just educate us very simply on the concept of what we call planned giving. Just so you have it in your head, and you could begin with your spouse to prayerfully think about that. Tell us about that. Thank you. This is, this topic of planned giving is the, I think, the biggest loss over the years in our Catholic faith uh, in terms of understanding that concept. And for so many years, universities and uh, public community foundations and hospitals and many wonderful organizations have done planned giving. Even our um, Protestant friends or Jewish friends, I mean, have done planned giving well. And, and most of us are not really sure what that means, planned giving. And I like to talk to people about a couple of things of, um, you know, God has entrusted us with this time, this talent, this treasure. And a planned gift isn't, like you said, I'm not coming to you and asking you for something now, but when you go to heaven, did you remember that Catholic education that you loved? 
in your, in your planning? Did you remember the parish that you love, the, the catechism of the church, the wonderful pa- priests and pastors and sisters? Do you remember um, how beautiful the Catholic cemetery was for your family, etc., etc., and many ministries, Catholic and non-Catholic? And that's the opportunity that we just haven't done a good job throughout the years in the United States in particular, in our Catholic world. We see it as a Catholic foundation now, educating families about a planned gift, thinking about what God has entrusted us with. And I always tell people, if you have three children, make four. Yeah. Make your parish, your school, your, you know, something that you want to have an impact when you go to heaven, that someday you're going to support that financially. And then there are the ways to do it. But a planned gift is just that. It's planned. It's something that will happen in the future when you, go, when you go to heaven. And you made a plan with your IRA. You made a plan with your insurance. You made a plan with your will or your trust, uh, your property. You know? And that plan is something that's going to further our faith. Yeah. It's going, I'm telling you guys, next generations to come, we have to do, we have to have the resources. We can't do it without the resources. So a planned gift, not only for our infrastructure and buildings and things, but the programs, the vocations, the Catholic education, we're going to need those resources. So think about when you're meeting with that financial planner, with that attorney of yours, um, you know, those professionals that, that work with you, Think about these two bald guys sitting here and talking about a planned gift. And, you know, is there room in your plans maybe for a percentage or some, some share in those plans? And, and then we'd love to have that conversation with you, how you can embed that into, a, into those types of assets and to the foundation to steward that for you. So that's what planned giving is, guys. We, we need to do a better job of that. That's the future of resourcing our faith. You know, two things about that. I'm a financial advisor, so I I have the pleasure and privilege of talking to clients and friends about this. But if you think about it, a planned gift doesn't happen until the second of you have passed. So I think we would all agree that at that point, we don't need it. We're not around. So whatever's left in your financial wealth It's more important to give a spiritual legacy to our children and grandchildren. We would all agree with that. But this is so easy because it's not, it doesn't impact us. It's when the second one of us is passing that that, typically that planned gift comes into being. And so just think about that. Well, and, and guys, know that every one of your parishes, all of our schools, our elementary and high schools, all of our ministries, they all have endowments and funds, whether we manage them or they have them, that you could name in part of your plan giving. Right. Or you may want to create something that you and your wife and your family has been passionate about. Um, that's what plan giving is all about. And we just, again, we, we're hesitant to make good plans, end-of-life plans, you know, just getting our wills and trust in order and things like that or beneficiary designations. So you've got to do that. You've got to get those things in order, and we see that all the time in our work. But when you're doing that, Please remember our faith uh, somewhere in what God's entrusted you with. Yeah. This is what men, this is what we do, guys. We, we bring Christ's heart into ours. He wants so badly to be in our hearts. And then we let his heart go from us in, in so many different ways. 
the way we love our wives, the way we love our children and our grandchildren. As Curtis said, the way we love a small band of brothers. We, we come together and learn how to love each other and how to begin to share. And then we go off and those guys each create another band of brothers that they lead. And then they go create another band of brothers. But this is another piece. These blessings of time, talent, treasure. Let's get to heaven and let's, let's be told, you did it. You gave from my heart. Come into my kingdom. Come into my kingdom. Lauren, the Catholic Foundation is a gift for all of us. And it enables us to be that giver, that giver of Christ's heart. So I encourage you to get back to your parish and let's, let's bring Lauren or somebody on his team in. Um, or let's, let's, your wife and you, have a, just a conversation. They, they love conversations. There's no arm twisting. It's education. It's invitation. But at the end of the day, it's an invitation to be Christ, to give his heart to others. Lauren, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, gentlemen, for being here today. Stay here for me. We are going to now watch um, a video by Father Ricardo. And um, he has, a, you know, his ministry, Acts 29. So many of us have been impacted by his ministry. But in that ministry, um, he's formed a new initiative of coming around to some key cities across the country. And it's called the Rescue Project. We're going to listen to Father Ricardo talk about the Rescue Project, which is us learning more about the gospel, how to receive the good news of Jesus Christ, and then how to share it to rescue this hurting country that we are now living in, this time that we're living in. So we're going to listen to that video, enjoy that, and then right after that, Father Wilson is going to come up. He won't need an introduction. We've already seen him. He's going to come up and give us, uh, before Mass, a kind of a final charge. He's going to take the talks that we've heard today and the beautiful heart of our Lord. And he's going to give us some encouraging and words of inspiration and words that will become spiritual perspiration. He's going to also bless those images of the Sacred Heart and send us home to become men that make Christ king of our hearts and our family's hearts and our home's hearts. And everywhere we are, we take Christ's heart with him. Lauren, again, thank you. God bless you.